Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you on this Wednesday before Memorial Day weekend. Hoping everyone is healthy and safe out there. We've had a busy week with the Philadelphia Eagles in this virtual off-season program. The Eagles in their fourth week of the virtual off-season program and had a chance on Monday, as you heard in the podcast, to speak to Doug Peterson, who was very happy with the way things have gone in this program. And then on Tuesday, he spoke to Philadelphia Eagles reporters. And as we begin the podcast here, we'll talk about one player who is getting a lot of attention, and that's Andre Dillard, the second-year man who was the Eagles' first-round draft pick in 2019. And before we get into what we have included in this podcast, which is devoted to the defensive tackle position, let's hear what Peterson had to say about Dillard, who at this point is the starter at left tackle on paper. You know, that's that's one of the things we get we get these guys back. It's it's got to be full steam ahead. We got to get, you know, not only just Andre, but but all of our players, you know, uh, that are that are in starting roles. We got to get them. We got to get them caught up to speed and. And, and we've got to, we've got to, we've got to test them early. We've got to put them through. I've got to put them, you know, I've got to set up tough practices in training camp. I've got to set up, you know, opportunities for them to be uh, successful, but yet uh, work through maybe some failure early in camp. And, and that's just part of the learning curve. And um, even, even with a guy like Andre, a young player, you know, one of the things that, you know, you go back and, and he, he had a chance to play in, in, in a few games this past year and, you know, he played well, wasn't, wasn't perfect, but he played well. And, and that's something that, that as coaches, you know, we, we continue to, to grasp a hold of and, um, you know, he, he'll have confidence going into training camp. But I think with any player, uh, if, if more time is missed, you know, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, probably slight setbacks. You're going to be slower than, than you would be under normal, uh, ideal situations. All right. So that is that. What we really want to focus on is defensive tackle, a position that last year at this time, I think everybody felt was maybe the strongest in the NFL. The Eagles had Fletcher Cox, an all-pro player. They had signed Malik Jackson just prior to free agency. And they looked forward to pairing those two to make a powerful tandem. Before the draft, the Eagles brought back Tim Jernigan on a one-year contract. And then during the draft, the Eagles traded for Hassan Ridgeway. A great-looking group, right? <laughs> well, that didn't last long. I got Merle Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, getting ready for his 43rd NFL season. We talked about this on Tuesday, what the defensive tackle position looked like heading in to 2019. Yeah, it was, you know, you knew generally Fletcher Cox was there, but... Uh, it was really rotation all the way. And it's amazing that they held up as well as they did. And we thought going into the season that with Malik Jackson, Timmy Jernigan, Fletcher Cox, this was going to be a position of strength. You can never count on the how it looks on paper thing, I guess. Well, I think the reason that we were so optimistic really was the thought of Malik Jackson joining up with Fletcher Cox inside. I mean, those two are very, very formidable. From Fletcher Cox is one of the best defensive tackles in football to begin with, and then you add the presence of Malik Jackson. 
and you really have a strength. But he went down so early in the season that he was a non-factor throughout the season. And then Jernigan was coming back from an injury. So it never turned out to be the position that we anticipated going in. But this year, with the addition of Hargrave and then Malik Jackson coming back and, of course, Fletcher Cox being in his prime, it should really be one of the best interior defensive lines in the NFL. And we say that, of course, with our fingers crossed. Always. Always. Because this game has so many injuries that very often the team you see in December hardly reflects what went into the season. Yeah, fingers crossed indeed. Because this year, the Eagles have doubled down on defensive tackle. In free agency, they signed Javon Hargrave, who the Eagles just feel like he will dominate in this scheme an attacking scheme after playing four years with the Pittsburgh Steelers and playing very well in a three-man front, but they feel his aggressiveness will just look so good attacking the quarterback. So they bring in Hargrave, they re-sign Ridgeway, and Malik Jackson is healthy. Fletcher Cox in the prime of his career. It sure does look great. So let's meet two of the veterans expected to lead the way at defensive tackle. First up is Jackson, who came to the Eagles after being cut last year by the Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the most dominant defensive tackles in the league just a couple of years ago, Jackson lasted all of one game before suffering a season-ending injury against the Washington Redskins. He is back, he is ready, and oh yes, he is excited to play football. One-on-one with Malik Jackson. Malik, it's Dave, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave, how are you doing? <clears throat> What it, I I I feel like just yesterday you were climbing into the uh, into the red bed while I was getting um, needles stuck into my back into my shoulder <laughs> and how the world changes right how the world changes man we should be doing that right now but sheesh man I mean, at least we're still alive though at least we can talk to each other huh the simple things the simple yeah. things huh? yeah yeah you're 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 you've got some perspective on that how how much do you miss being around the team. I mean, I miss a lot, you know, strongly for the fact that I was injured. So I want to come back and just start showing the guys, you know, where I'm at, how hard I've been working, and then just kind of get into the groove with them. But, uh, you know, I have a good team out here, so it's, it's going well. But, you know, I would love to be with those guys. You've been in California the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. And and you've been, have you been in, in quarantine, like, a, you know, the quarantine the entire time, these two months, two plus months? Um, well, Kind of, sort of. So my gym proactive closed down in Westlake, so I was able to get with my buddy Leon Jacobs, who plays for the, um, excuse me, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, and I was able to go to a gym in Hollywood, so I was able to keep the training up um, or that aspect. And then I have my um, therapist who works on my foot and helps me get better. We've been seeing each other every day. I can't stop that. So uh, it's pretty been pretty routine for me lately. Nothing's really changed except not being able to go out and party. Yeah. <laughs> And how about the how, how does the foot feel? How is your health? Uh, the foot feels well. It's getting up there, man. Uh, I would say two weeks ago it was at eighty percent. Now it's getting about eighty five. It's slowly getting better. Um, just putting it through tests, you know, getting it fatigued, and then going out there and, and running on it again, and just trying to just build that callus up. So, uh, you know, when I get on the field, it's uh, it's uh, I first week just trying to work through that mental block, and then I should be fine. Malik, let's put into perspective what last year was like for you. You've had some time to think about it you're the first time in your entire career that you've been injured um what was it like as you look back on it 
Um, it was a very eye-opening experience. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, as a football player, you know, I only missed, I think, two games, they said, during my whole career before this injury. And, uh, you know, you think you're Superman. You think you're invincible. Um, there were times during that preseason, you know, I just I would say a few things. And now looking back at it, I'm like, uh, I cringe at saying, like, oh, I'm shit. You know, it's just like, oh, you got to, you know, I'm invincible. It's like, oh, you know, that definitely humbled me and put me in, in a space to where, you know, I, I – um, I see, you know, what this game means to me and what I want it to mean to me and where I want to finish at. So it's just a, a newfound uh, love for the game and just, you know, an eye-opening experience that showed me where I'm at, where I need to be, and how much longer I want to do this and at what level. So so maybe if I'm saying this wrong, please correct me, but, you know, sometimes they say when you take something away from a person, that person realizes just how much they love the game or how much they miss something. Do you feel that actually has been the case, that, I don't know, not, not that you took it for granted necessarily, but like you said, nothing would ever happen to you to take you off the football field until you wanted to get off the football field. Yeah, no, I think it definitely, you know, it's one of those things you play the game for, and you're right, you know, you play the game for a while, you're like, oh, the fans are screaming, you just kind of take it, not for granted, but you're like, oh, this is cool, this is what it's supposed to be like, you know, but when it's taken away from you, it's like, wow, you know, I missed the fans screaming, you know, Philadelphia for the first time, fans cursing at you in the second quarter. You know what I mean? Screaming out, just like, oh, I missed that. You know, so it's it's just fun. Plus, to see people do what you love to do. And, you know, it's one of those things as football players, we know we never get to write the end of our story, you know, whether it be injury or whatever the front office says, you're done, you're done. So I think for me, being able to realize, you know, I still got some uh, some leverage in playing and, and showing my skills that I need to go out here and do it while I still have the leverage to before they uh, say I'm done. So, like I said, it's just eye-opening and, and just, just trying to tell me what I want to do and where I want to be and who I want to be. Malik, how did you replace the competitiveness of not playing on Sundays last year? Did you, you know, how did, how did you kind of manage that 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 frustration of not being able to go on the field? Yeah, no, it, it was tough, you know, but it's one of those things when, so when Von Miller got injured when I was in Denver, I saw him when he tore his ACL, when we went to Super Bowl 48 that year. Uh, I saw him, and, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I saw him kind of just fade back, you know, and, I, and through these years, I was like, why, why, why doesn't he come around? Why doesn't he do this? And then when I got into that, I learned, you know, some of those things, as a competitor, it's hard to go in there and watch guys do what you love, smiling, you know, being able to get ready for practice. You know, you miss the hurt and the grind, but it's one of those you can't be selfish. And I think that's one thing I learned is just being able to take a step back and uh, not be selfish, understand that this, the training doesn't stop for anybody, and the training is like the season in the football team. It doesn't stop for anybody, and, and, and you got to go learn yourself. You know, take a step back. It's not about you. Uh, don't be selfish. You know, the competitiveness that you asked about, uh, you played video games, but then again, for me, it was one of those things that uh, I learned that what was what were people down talking to me about? Like, what was my uh, knocks on Malik Jackson? And one thing I found was like the the strength. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna get stronger. And so that's one thing I really worked on is just trying to work on the things that I could as far as you know, with with one foot, uh, just getting stronger. And so that that's what I focused on, just the things that were knocks on me throughout my whole career. That's interesting. You didn't take that as a negative. You tried to turn that into a positive. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's one of those things that people keep saying. When I was in Jacksonville the year before, you know, I got benched and a lot of things happened there. So um, it was, um, you know, I guess what you could say, I had a lot of time to think about things. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things I just said in Jacksonville, that's never going to happen again. And uh, one of the things I know how I can change it is getting stronger and being more durable, you know. <laughs> now, unfortunately, <laughs> the foot got injured, but I can't really do nothing about that. So right now it's just about getting stronger. Malik, how do you how do you envision you know in your mind how this thing's going to play out for you this triumphant return back to the football field in, in front of fans who don't know you 
yet. Do you, do you daydream about what it's going to be like? Oh, all the time. I put myself in mental, you know, in the mental space of being on the field. Now the schedules came out. It's a lot easier to uh, put yourself in the space because you can see the helmet game by game and you put the people in the space. So all I do is visualize and see myself being great and doing great things. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's all I really have. You know what I mean? I think I think it's something to put it in your mind first and go out there and do it physically. Malik, the Eagles went out and signed Javon Hargrave. They brought back Huskon Ridgeway. I mean, that defensive tackle group is, on paper, loaded. How do you look at the room? Um, to be honest with you, I think I have a, I have a uh, new aspect of it. I mean, last last year we would have said the same thing, and then, you know, we had a very injury-prone season. So, for me, it's one of those things that, yeah, on paper we look great. But right now it's just getting the defense down and um, running the technique and um, being healthy, staying healthy. Because the team that stays healthy is, is going to win it all. So, um, for me, like I said, it, it's, it's a great room. I can't wait to learn from Hargraves, you know, I know he's a great player. Um, I know everybody else, and I'm just excited to go contribute and uh, really show these guys who I am. Malik, what have you learned about yourself during the quarantine? What have I learned about myself? Um, I like art. I went, uh, bought a few art pieces. I like art. Um, whew, I know it's funny you say, you know, when you're, when you're working, like, oh, I just want to be a parent, man. I want to be a kid, and then you get a kid all day. It's like, whoo-wee, I want to go back to work. So I know I've learned <laughs> I, like to, I like to work. No, and uh, I just like being a dad, to be honest with you. That's one thing I, I really learned, just being able to, to um, just, I guess that's why coaches like coaching, you know, because you get to teach and see people progress and see people grow, and then you say, oh, wow, I helped them with that. So just being able to be around, you know, I'm taking really a, a lot of advantage this time, being able to be home and be with the little one and, and not being silly. So uh, it, it's, this is nice for me, despite everything going on. You sound very enthused about playing in 2020. Is that a, an accurate read on my part? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very enthused. Like I said, uh, you know, last year was pretty much like a redshirt year for me, so I'm excited to come out here and uh, and uh, show everybody what I have. Yeah. Well, have you stayed in touch with teammates? Have you found that it's been something like you don't do that maybe you wouldn't do normally, but you've reached out to teammates more, or has it been more difficult to do that with with everything going on? No, it's been easy. The team has done a good job setting up the Zoom calls and the team meetings and stuff like that. So um, we we've been talking with each other. I know you know I've been contacted with Fletch. Um, just, just trying to get things set up, you know, just uh, get the guys together and be on the same page, you know. I think it's one of those things in this time where we have to take things upon ourselves and put, a, you know, uh, and do what we need to do and, what, and whatever that means, whether get together and talk or, or you know, go on the field and, 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 and laugh or somewhere and work. It's just getting together. So whatever that means, I think we've been talking a lot, trying to get things together and just uh, to get together and, and get better. And last one, Fletch, uh, Fletch has talked about it, you know, um, he met the media today or is meeting the media today. These, these off-season uh, virtual programs, um, have you been able to take part in them, Malik, and what are they like? Uh, yeah, they're cool, man. I mean, you know, some of those things are just like a regular meeting, you know, coach, except your scenery is different, you know what I mean? Like, you're not sitting next to anybody. I mean, we go in the meeting at 8 o'clock, coach talks for about 10 to 15, 20 minutes, and then we're done. So it's, uh, it's exactly what it would be like. But like I said, for me, it's, it's a lot better because we get to stay home, you know. For example, right now we'd be at work for, what, two to four hours max, and then you go home, you know, and I'd be sitting by myself. For me, so it's nice to be able to be on, you know, a FaceTime call with these guys and then just get off and then go or be a parent, you know. So it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah, I would think for veterans, you know what, at the end of the day, this is a terrible thing that's happened to the world. But, like, you, get, you don't have to go through the spring drills. You don't have to be displaced. You hopefully will just come into training camp, get your few weeks of conditioning in, and the season starts. That seems pretty optimal for a veteran. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I, and I, I like that. You know, like you said, for veterans, I think that's very, very good for us. But, um, 
you know, it also speaks to those guys that have different preferences and what they want to be. You know, I know for myself, uh, I, I, like you said, man, I, I love this and I love being around the family. And I love being able to put in the work to know what I'm getting ready for and uh, put it in at a high level, knowing that when I go back there, these coaches are going to be looking for top-notch uh, productivity. So uh, some of those things, you know, as a pro, you got to be ready. And I think this is another test to show, you know, uh, the coaches in the NFL who's going to come back ready and who's been serious and who we can trust on, who they can trust. So, uh, yeah. Malik, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate the time. Good luck with everything, and can't wait to see you back at Novacare as soon as possible. Hey, appreciate you. Uh, see you guys soon. Yeah, take care. Fletcher Cox. Yeah, we know who Fletcher Cox is. Been in the Pro Bowl five times, been in the All-Pro four times. Dominating, great football player. So what does he do for an encore? Well, we're going to find out because Fletcher Cox is such a key player here. Think about this guy. He, he's been an All-Pro He's been a Pro Bowl player, and he was named to the NFL's all-decade team of the 2010s. And as we begin the interview, that's where I started. Which is more important? Hi, Eagles everywhere. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, five-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, and a member of the NFL's all-decade team, of the 2010s. So, Fletch, let's start right there. How would you rate those honors? What's the the, the most the honor that you accept the greatest uh, amount of emphasis to the least amount of emphasis? Uh, definitely the All Decade, for sure. The top. Uh, then you got All Pro, and then you got the Pro Bowls. Okay, that's kind of where so I thought you would go. That's, that's a, a good one, tremendous two, three. honor. Hey, a bad one, two, three, man. <laughs> Do you ever think about? the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, you've put together some really extraordinary numbers in eight NFL seasons. No, I try I think about it. It comes to the back of my head sometimes, um, you know, being in there. And obviously when I'm done playing, I would definitely, you know, want to be want to be there. I want to, um, you know, be in uh, Canton, Ohio and have my face in there and, you know, be able to go up there on the stage and, and give a speech someday um, and talk about, you know, what got me to where, you know, got me there. So, uh, you know, I think about it sometimes. It is amazing, year number nine. How has your offseason been? It's obviously extraordinary times. What has it been like for you? Um, it's, it's been good. It's been a little different. Um, you know, obviously every day I'm calling in, uh, you know, um, you know, at least twice a week um, for Doug means for sure. And then um, checking on the boys and doing the virtual workout stuff. Um, but, you know, for me, um, it's just about it's, it's, it's different because, you know, normally I can pop into Novacare and, you know, work out with the guys and then kind of be away for a little time and then pop in. But now it just feels weird being out the whole time um, and, you know, just working out, um, you know, at home and, um, you know, at the gym, at the ranch. So it's been different, but doing anything I can to stay in shape, make sure I'm ready to go. This time of pandemic, global pandemic, Fletch, I wondered, have you had any plans, grand plans in the offseason that you had to cancel because of COVID nineteen, uh, I think I have well, I had one vacation plan. Uh, it was could have been um, you know early April when I was gonna go, uh, but I had really plan uh, one one vacation plan to go to Dubai for twelve days. Um, so um, that got canceled. So um, hopefully I can still make it happen, but don't look like it. Uh, maybe I can put it on the schedule for next year. And uh, you know I think the biggest thing right now is you know staying safe right now and you know making sure everybody around me is doing the same. Fletch, what have you learned about yourself during this period of quarantine and isolation and kind of just playing it safe? 
Well, it's it's um you know I can I can say um, a lot of things, but for me, uh, um, I think like you said, I'll be at the ranch. Uh, I've been at the ranch about eighty percent of this time, and you know I'm able to go there and work out. And when I'm done, I get to go out and you know do a bunch of outdoor stuff. You know, um, helping the guys out around the driving tractors, driving heavy machinery. Uh, you know, knocking projects out. So um, it's kind of been a fun time for me to spend more time out there. Very good. Hey, let's talk a little football here, 2020 style. Obviously, with Javon Hargrave and you and Malik and Hassan and Anthony and all the group at defensive tackle, everybody's very excited about defensive tackle. How do you see the position and the addition of Javon? I love it, man. It's, I love it. Um, I think Howard did a great job of bringing competition in the room. Uh, you know, it's gonna make it's gonna it's gonna make everybody you know raise their game. Um, just you know, just a notch. You know, is it? And that room has always been competitive. Um, that room is for sure being competitive. Everybody, you know, um, you know, at the, uh, practice competing against each other. But at the end of the day, when it comes to a game, we're always working together. Um, but you know, Javon, I, I've spoken with him. I'm excited about him. I'm ready to work with him uh, whenever we can. Um, so um, that, just that room, man. The guys inside is is stacked, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this upcoming season to work with those guys because never got a chance to really work with Malik, and you know, it's gonna be like working with Malik all over again, and uh, you know, really learning Javon. You know, we kind of said the same thing last year after Malik came on board, how great this group looked, and then all the injuries. And I wondered, I think, eight defensive tackles in all last year. You were the only constant. And by the end of the season, you were dragging that triceps around. I mean, you were banged up, hurting, and you continued to play and fight and have great success. What was 2019 like for you? No, it was different for me. Obviously, I had the surgery, um, and then um, at that surgery, you know, it, it, it kind of it takes a while. To, to, to get back to, to where you should, where you need to be. Obviously, sometimes as as a pro athlete, you feel like where you are, but you know you gotta you gotta face the truth that you're not you know where you should be. Uh, but for me, it, it just took time, and I think like right towards the end of the season, had Labasa banged up, um, but that got better. Then at the same time, that got better, and as coaches was resting me in practice uh, to get that better, the, the toe got better, which um, like the last two or three games, which probably the best games of that year last year, especially I think that, that playoff game, uh, probably my best game I played, had played all year. Fletcher, I know you were asked about it by the reporters when you met with them, um, but Darius Slay is coming to Philadelphia, former college teammate of yours. What does he add to the defense? And for all of these new players, what is the message? Come to Philadelphia and what happens? Hey, come to Philadelphia. Learn, learn the things that we do. Uh, learn the culture around the building. Um, it's different. I think every every organization is different. Um, but for Darius, I know he's going to bring the attitude. You know, he, he's going to bring that. I'm um, obviously, um, you know, I played with him in college. I know the type of guy he is. Um, he he, he loved the game of football. He loved winning. And I told him, hey man, you come here. You know, we're going to win. You know, we do my, we do things different here. And for Javon, I just told him, man, hey, come here, learn the system. Um, basically, for both of them, come here, learn the system. Uh, if you need help with something, you can call me. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can help you. Um, I can explain it probably clearer to you from player to player than coach to player. But um, for both of those guys, man, I'm excited about them. Um, and, all, and even all of the, the draftees, you know, all the guys that got drafted, um, you know, excited to see those guys fly around and, you know, doing whatever it takes to, to take the Eagles to the next level. Fletch, you've got 48 sacks as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's seventh on the all-time franchise list. At the top of the list... <laughs> Reggie White had 124 sacks. Trent Cole had 85 sacks. 48 to 85 to 124. What do those numbers mean to you? It's a lot. You know, uh, I think I will, uh, like I said, I'll go back and um, 
I was talking to Trent, uh, maybe a month or so ago, and um, he, uh, yeah, he's just bragging about his sack numbers, and I told him, you know, that was really good. Uh, but um, that's just Trent, though. But um, to me, I mean, that means a lot. You know, I want to get up there, in the, and I want to get up there in the, in the top five, you know, top three, top three listings. I just got to keep working towards it and, uh, you know, and be up there. You know, it's interesting. So you've got 48. Brandon Graham has 51. And I wonder, are you guys going to put any kind of wager on who will have the most quarterback sacks at the end of your careers? Uh, we, we might. That's something we could talk about. You know, Brandon, he's my locker mate, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's something we could talk about. Uh, get a nice little wager going and uh, make it fun for sure. Uh, even at you know, this end of this year, you know, we've got, we've got to go back and look. And end of this year, I need to be in front of him uh, instead of him being three numbers in front of me. So I need to be in front of him three to five numbers. So uh, it, it'll be exciting. Fletch, for somebody like you, uh, not being at the complex and getting ready for a season is something you've done before. Any concerns at all that you know that you won't be in tip-top shape whenever oh. this it ends and we're ready to go back to Novacare? Well, I mean, let's let's just face face the fact that um, I think you know we we all can go run, you know, do do whatever you know all the things that we need to do to get in shape. But to me. To me, I think being in football shape is, is is totally different. You know, being able to push on the guy for three to four seconds, turn around and spread to the ball. You know, that takes time. Um, um, and being able to, you know, um, put your body in those weird positions um, when you're not doing football things, it, it takes some time. But I think the biggest thing is um, just making sure that, you know, guys are ready to go. Um, you know, guys are taking care of their bodies and, uh, uh, and just ready to roll when the time is called. The, the idea of social distancing, honestly, no, uh, I mean this in a good way. You're a, you're a guy who likes to go out in the country and, and ride the bikes and do the social distancing is not a big deal for you. It's not like a huge lifestyle change, is it? Not at all, man. You know, I'm able to even get out and uh, ride horses and, you know, do whatever I need to do. Even though I'm still social, I'm, I'm away from everybody and, uh, and it, it's very peaceful and I enjoy it. Wait a minute, you ride horses? Yeah, let's go. You, I, I pity the horse. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you, I pity the horse. Uh, so, are you a, g- a gentle and nimble guy? No, but I mean, you're a big guy. It's, it's, I mean, how big is a horse got to be? It's got to be a big horse. Yeah, it's peaceful. <laughs> is it peaceful? I, I don't, it kind of hurts my back. Hey, Fletch, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Hope you're doing well in the offseason. Stay safe. Thanks. Can't wait to see you back at NovaCare. Miss everybody and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, sir. See you later, Spud. Take care. Stay healthy. All right. So that'll do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly. Thanks to Ray Doyle. Great work, guys, for putting this all together. Thanks to all of you for joining each and every week. We've been rocking and rolling here. And more to come as we make the turn and get ready for June and training camp not that far away. That is kind of the theme here. Keep your fingers crossed that we can get this thing done in 2020. If you have a moment to give us a rating, we would appreciate it. The five-star ratings really do help, and they make us all smile. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, a healthy and happy holiday weekend, and as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.